0: You are listening to The Postcast, presented by the Locked On Senators Podcast and the Glebe Central Pub. The Glebe Central Pub is your neighborhood pub in the heart of the Glebe. Go check them out for tasty food, cold drinks, and an awesome atmosphere. Have you been for open mic night? Live music, you can find it all at the Glebe Central Pub. Go check them out on social media to find out when events go when, and they have the shuttle going to every Sens game for the rest of the season. I'm Ross Levitan, alongside Brandon Pillar, as always, and we have the entire postcast crew here at Laleem's Martian joins us as well. There was some good, bad, and ugly in that 4-3 overtime loss to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Pillsy, you can't blow a, th- a third-period lead against a last-place team.
1: I can't even believe the Columbus Blue Jackets were in this game to get it to overtime. I mean, this really should have been a quick... Easy, take-care-of-business game, Ross, like we talked about. But unfortunately, this game had shades of the Philadelphia Flyers game. And yeah, Positive Pils-y, he's he's gone. He is dead and gone with those results of that game like losing to the columbus blue jackets at this point is just unacceptable and maybe you can say okay look at all the injuries even the columbus blue jackets have terrible injuries too so that's not an excuse second half of a back-to-back it was the second half of a back-to-back for the blue jackets who the florida panthers were able to beat seven nothing and the ottawa senators lose 4-3 in overtime an absolute joke mufasa is falling off the cliff The Bison, or Wildebeest, are running rampant, Martian, and Simba is in shambles.
0: Martian, I just want to throw it to you by, by mentioning off the top the overtime goal. So the Sens win the draw in overtime. Jake Sanderson, it's his first shift in about five minutes after taking a puck to the face. Walk me through how you saw that one deteriorate into a loss. Sick. That's not even my fault, Pilsy. That that's a Martian false start on his own computer. That that one's one's not on you. you.
2: There we go. My good now. I'm so sorry. Okay, yeah. I mean that and that right there is is just is Jake Sanderson good on him for coming back into the game at that point. You know he wanted to be out there for overtime, so he steps right back in, and you know he makes a good little outlet feed to Stutzla, and and that's just a mishandle of the puck, and it, it just gets turned over. And that's not what you want to do in that situation against the Columbus Blue Jackets team, who's essentially I mean, it's an AHL roster right there. And you likened it to the Philadelphia game, Pilsey. I would almost liken it a little bit more to one of those Chicago games that they don't do it. (laughs) Where (laughs) you know you're up against a team that you just gotta beat them, right? No matter like I mean, the the first period was a complete shit show in itself five goals right so fast like that and i mean for them to not be able to wrangle it and and just get it together and, and finish the job is is kind of a sad story right there
1: yeah it's, it's super sad like i'm i'm honestly speechless like i can't even like i i was trying to compare Can. Compel. I was trying to make all these compelling arguments and thoughts and have this heated discussion, but I'm just at a loss. Like for them to just let this one slip away like this. That was their, that was their one kind of, okay, we can at least beat Columbus and stay in this hunt a little bit longer, but now you can't even beat this Columbus no. blue jackets team. And what you're going to go into Carolina and up against the hurricanes on the road, have some sort of success. No chance. You're going to go up against the Panthers, a team that's now it's kind of really put themselves in a good spot to battle for that wild card spot up against Pittsburgh. No chance. Like, Uh, it's disappointing because you can see the pieces of this team and how good they actually are. Like, all all the stars that are supposed to be good, they had their man this season, in my opinion. Like, everyone's kind of lived up to the bill, other than a few guys that uh, both of you tweeted out uh, your disappointments for the season. But Mm -hmm. the makings of a good team is here. It's just, it's not here right now.
2: Yeah, I 100% agree with you there. So are we all... I mean, is, are they mathematically eliminated now
1: officially? No, they're not mathematically eliminated. But Martian, they lost four three to the goddamn Blue Jackets. I think for me, it's over. It's
2: time to let it go. Yeah, I mean,
1: <laughs> no, the dream it
2: is. is finished. They they got to this point and they were still in it, but uh, that's just one they can't lose. They 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 botched it, boys.
0: They let in the first goal on the first shot. Yeah. But we're lucky enough to tie it a minute and 20 seconds later. Dylan Gambrell, by the way, playing in the top six tonight. Top six. Winger Dylan Gambrell scores his third goal of the season. Nice feed from uh, Eric Brandstrom on that goal. Five seconds later, the Blue Jackets get their second shot on goal. And wouldn't you know it, it finds the back of the net as well. Pillsy, which one, if any, would you like to pin on the goaltender, Cam Talbot?
1: Both, honestly. Like, I think the second one was worse because that's one where he, he just gets beat so cleanly. Uh, the sec- the first one, there was a little bit of some traffic in front, but that second one, he just gets beat so plain and simple. And you thought the Sens had some momentum tying it up and nope, right away, boom, momentum dropped. That ca- that cannon shot the- down the momentum like a blimp. It was yeah. dumb.
2: I agree with you 100% there. And was that not the second shot of the game as well, Ross? I mean, they were two for two to that point in the game. You just, just give us one save here, Cam. That's all we needed, right? It's just like the first one I agree with you, Pilsy, there was a bit of traffic, but that second one there is just like right after they had just scored, you just can't let that puck in the net.
0: No. Simply put. I would argue the overtime goal as well. Now, you, you're not expecting your superstar coming out from behind the net to no. give away the puck below the hash marks, but at the same time, you have to read the play and, and be aware that there's a backside guy. If Sanderson's behind the net, the other guy's wheeling one way, and you know that he's in the slot. You just have to be able to get over there and make a save. A couple just right past his glove. It felt like that on against the Flyers game too. That Cam York short side goal that I didn't like in that game, it's just short side shots cannot beat a goalie over and over again. And the Sens have given Cam Talbot as, as much goal support as you think you'd need. Three goals against Columbus should do it. <laughs> and uh, I mean, they need five. They do get the win for them against Philly in that game. But, um, yeah, really just frustrating loss, frustrating weekend, a shutout against yeah. the the Leafs, and then you pull it back up with this. And I know the, the most positive uh, fans will, will point to the injuries, and that's great, but like you mentioned – it's not like this Columbus Blue Jackets team didn't have Patrick Lyon or Zach Werenski out there. Probably they're two of their three best players. So I, I have no time for the injury problems in this game. Un, unless you're going to tell me that Camp Talbot's been playing injured in that case, I'd say give me Levy Marilinen, who backed up today after a 41-save shutout with Belleville yesterday. We posted those highlights if anyone wants to see them on Twitter. at so. I thought we were going to see Levy Marilinen tonight. after A third after goal three. probably would have got-
2: a third goal, if they would have gone down, you know, again like that, that, yeah. that could have happened easily, right? We could have saw Levy make his debut in relief, which is not an ideal way to come in.
0: As much as I was doing it just for the content, I did one of those, we want Levy with the clapping emoji in between. The, the two first comments were all time. Adam AJ Prince wrote in, the poor kid probably had a wild 24 hours. Let him rest. And then the next comment, Mark said, season on the line. Why play it safe? I just love <laughs> The contradiction was just so good one right after another. And I saw both sides of it to an extent. But um, who starts Tuesday? We'll touch on that after. A quick word from the Glebe Central Pub. But before we get to that, let's finish up the scoring summary in this game. So Kent Johnson makes it one nothing. It's 1-1. It's 2-1. Five seconds later, we'll pick it up there. Tyler Clevin gets his second assist. And this was just good awareness, noticing that, the goalie, John Gillies' blade came out of his skate. Weird play and goalie friendly show. And we're, we're really tiptoeing around hashtag goalie friendly show this, this postcast here, but Martian, what would you have done in that situation? Because if I'm the goalie, I'm screaming as loud as possible. I don't have a damn blade.
2: I, I think he probably was, but he didn't have time. It happened so fast, right? He takes that initial shot and the puck kind of spins into the corner and then someone throws it back to the point in Clevin. And you said it like really good awareness by him to recognize that um, Gillies was completely out of position and like hanging off the post. And he's got one blade on and he just lets one rip. And, and Gillies actually ended up making that save, which was a really good one. Um, but the rebound goes straight to Mark Kastlik and he makes no, you know, he makes a great decision there, and just fires it. And uh, easy goal for him, I think, at that point with what a goalie with one blade on, boys, like, come on.
0: Very good point. So it's tied at two halfway through the second period. And yes, the Columbus Blue Jackets had two shots when both teams had two goals in this game. It only took four more minutes for Alex DeBrinket to purr,
1: assisted by Ridley. Greg Pilsey, what'd you see on that one? I thought it was an opportunity for us to have a guaranteed win, Alex DeBrinket goal. We know the record. We know the stat. But it was a nice play because what I really liked about that is Ridley Gregg wins the draw, and right away, Cat gets it. And his first option or his first thought is, I got to head to open ice to get a shot off. Now it bobbles on him, but he sticks with it. He handles the bobbling puck, and then he's just like, All right, I'm kind of out of position, not really in the best spot here, but I'm just going to get it on net. And he gets it on net, and it beats John Gillies, and that gives him the 3 2 lead here. So a nice one by Alex to break it there, who is having the end of a season that's uh, really kind of making up for a lot of uh, kind of slow periods throughout, eh?
2: Yeah, all of a sudden the numbers aren't looking so bad for him, right? Like 26 yeah. goals is, is a is a good number. He's going to have a chance to get close to 30 if not hit it, right? He's got a few games left. He's, he's been hot recently, but I agree with you, Pilsy. I think like he just had a complete shooter's mentality on that one. It looked like he was going to try to shoot it a little bit quicker, but like you said, it bobbled on him a little bit, and then he still was able to get that shot away. But that's a bad goalie right there, and which is another, yeah. like, you know, that's a big point in this game, too. Like, they knew they were facing a goalie who's probably not a great caliber. Um, unfortunately, you know, they had one in their own net as well. So um, it's tough. It's tough when you you know you're shooting on a tough goalie, and, and you, you know, you're still not able to beat him.
0: And that score stayed that way, 3-2 Ottawa, up until the third period, with under five minutes remaining. It was Boone Jenner, the captain of the Columbus Blue Jackets, who put this one past. And Weird play. Pilsey, pick it up for me with the Matthew Joseph storyline, where it seemed like he was completely engaged in an altercation when this developed.
1: Yeah, it's off camera, so you don't really see what's happening. But uh, our guy, John Abbott, is describing it. And he's saying, Joseph, and I don't even know who it was, one of the Columbus Blue Jackets players. Was it Foodie? might have been Foodie. We're foodie. We're tied up at the bench, obviously jawing at each other, pushing and shoving. So they're both completely out of the play. But from my understanding, what happens there is Joseph eventually gets off and Brady comes on. But Brady's literally just getting on. He's trying to get his bearings and find the play. At that moment, you got the Blue Jackets player, I think it was Marchenko, coming down the wing. And Brady's flat-footed at that point. So he just he doesn't even try to go backwards. He just pivots and tries to chug along. But Marchenko's already got a couple strides on him. And then that makes it difficult uh, to stop any sort of breakout. And it ultimately leads to a Columbus Blue Jackets goal. But that's when, if you're Matthew Joseph, maybe you just got to... Just get off the ice there and have a clean change because it leads to a big, big goal.
0: And wouldn't you know it, Martian, high glove, no screen. Yeah, clean. Sucks. All right, we we'll get we do have said central standouts. There were some good um, parts of this game, including a kid we're super impressed with that. By the way, you know we pull up that game score sometimes. Jack Richardson loves it, where it does kind of complement the eye test, I do think, although <laughs> I'd be lying if I told you I understood how the ins and outs of how it's calculated. But guess who was number one on the game score tonight for the Ottawa Senators? We'll tell you next. Hold that thought, Martian, because we want to let everyone know the postcast is brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub. They have the Send Shuttle rolling to and from the CTC for only $15 for each home game the remainder of the season. Do you have your tickets yet? If not, you can go to the Glebe Central Pub and book them there. Show up to the bar early and make sure you grab a pint, grab a chocolate milk, whatever you need to do to get ready for the shuttle that leaves one hour before the game. The shuttle then leaves the CTC from the same place. It drops you off 10, 15 minutes after the game. So make sure you get on it and get back to the Glebe central pub where you can have tasty drinks and amazing wings. Great times are to be had at the Glebe central pub. You can find them at 779 bank street and let them know that locked on senators sent you, they send you, the Glebe Central Pub because they love to have a good time and so do our friends at the Glebe Central Pub. So go there in the heart of the Glebe at Glebe Central Pub.
1: We are also brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel is the number one sportsbook in North America. They are the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network and the Locked On Senators Podcast. That's where I go to put my waiters in and wasn't a pretty night for me on FanDuel but The nice thing is I love their first five shots. You guys know I've talked about it over and over. And sure, the Columbus Blue Jackets were leading 2-1 when the Senators hit five shots. But – that one's still cash because that's a fun prop. Same game parlays give you a bigger chance at a bigger payout. you got to check them out. Check out the app. It's safe, simple, easy to use. Even a guy like me can figure it out. So, so can you. Go to Fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Guys, make every moment more with Fanduel, official sportsbook partner of the NHL.
0: All right, you're listening to the postcast after a 4-3 overtime loss to the Columbus Blue Jackets and if you are still holding on to a glimmer of hope that the Senators could make the playoffs, bless you from the bottom of my heart. Bless your heart. But if you're holding on to the Sen season, because at the start of the year, we told you that the Vegas line was 86 and a half points for the Ottawa Senators, and now they have exactly 80 with five games remaining. On the season, so it's coming right down to the <laughs> wire. Pillsy and I both had the over on that. Pillsy, yeah. did you find out the answer who number
1: one is with the game score? Well, Marcia and I both are kind of guessing at it. It's got to be Tyler Clevin. I mean, I thought he had a really good game, and uh, I'm, I'm not sure how the game score stats are calculated either, Ross, but I wanted to check at Natural Statrick what his Corsi numbers were like because I was like, oh, yeah, it seemed like a nice game for Tyler Clevin. Well, that's backed up by the analytics as he played 14 and a half minutes with Jacob Bernard-Docker, the old no Dak connection. You'll love to see that. And – they end up having a Corsi 4 percentage of 73.91. So those two absolutely dominated as a young D-pair. That's what you want to see from uh, your scouting staff and from the development team and now all the way up in the NHL and they're getting things done together.
2: Yeah, it's funny, eh? Because the analytics community are the ones who didn't like him the most. Honestly, probably, yeah. And coming into his draft year and and you know with their evaluations – but it's, it's insane to me how comfortable he looks guys already. Right. Like I, I missed the first game and I heard he had a first, uh, you know, his first shift was rather rough, but this says it right here, right? Like, I mean, you, you usually see the top players in the game at, at the top of these charts and and tonight is Tyler Clevin, And uh, that's gotta be like, that's pretty impressive for him to be able to step in. And there was a few plays tonight where I really noticed just like uh, we mentioned the awareness play before, just getting the shot on goal. And like, His reads on the game are really good, and and that's just pure hockey sense. You know, he's looking around, he's seeing what's happening, and he is making the right decisions when it comes to where I need to be, do I need to jump, no, do I need to make a pass, who to get the puck to, things like this that are very simple things that, like, as a regular fan, just watching, like you think every NHL player can do. But it's not as easy as it looks, and most young players struggle with it, and he's doing it right away. And, I mean, I'm, I'm just being honest here, boys. Like, this is my sense Central standout tonight. So, um, we're already getting right into it. And he had that great assist as well. So, um, I mean, Tyler Clevin had a hell of a game. So, I mean, let me just say right there, that's my, my sense Central standout, my first one of the night. If we're going to go around twice, whatever. But um, I've had him pegged here tonight as, as my guy. Uh, he, he was really good.
1: Yeah, 17 and a half minutes, again, playing a decent amount. And I thought Tyler Clevin was just solid for another game here. So chalk it up as a good start to his NHL career for my central standout. I'll go with Alex DeBrinket. I guess. I thought uh, that was a nice goal that he had. He stuck with it right off the face-off. It seems like he's starting to come into a, a little bit more of a comfort zone where he's shooting that puck more often. He's finally being able to beat goalies on opportunities and scoring chances we would expect him to. So that's nice to see. Um, so Alex DeBrinket is my sense Central standout in a game where I, I don't have too many uh, positives. Martian, in your stock category, I don't have too many of those red up emojis this yeah. uh, game Can you
0: can you by the way explain your thought process of putting an upwards tick next to camp talbot tonight <laughs> That was kind of egregious
2: i, I mean he, here's where, where i was thinking there i know he had a tough start to the game but he did make a few good saves kind of in the middle of the the, the game and in the, in the third like beginning of the third period he he didn't look like uh, the reason i put it there is because i just he looked better than he usually does. <laughs>
1: yeah, he, he hopped you know, over like, the low bar he set for himself. Yeah, he set
2: a low bar. For me. I was actually trying to, like, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest, too. I write these as the game goes. I have it open in a different window. So this was all kind of, like, most of this was written prior to the overtime winner as well. So if I had to redo it right now, I would probably add another downtick to his name here. But what I was trying to say was just, like, he settled into the game, which was, Thank goodness, because at one point there, I think Gary Ock tweeted out, he had like, what was it, four goals against on on like 16 shots or something ridiculous like that? Or no, it was six on 17 shots. Yeah. Crazy statistic.
1: Usually I'm the guy uh, being too friendly to the goalie, so I'm glad that uh, the tables and, have turned and, here and, and Martians and here. And in some listen, guys, about it.
2: I mean, listen, guys, he's a fellow cam. I can't, I can't be too <laughs> hard. I can't be go. too hard on a guy with my own name, so. I, mean,
0: I have a theory actually.
2: Oh, there's I not many it. of us out there. We gotta look out for each other.
0: No, I have a theory on why you did it. It's uh, it's all self-serving. I know this. Our friends over at Sends Reddit put out a question in the middle of the game and said, "Hey, who's been the biggest disappointment versus expectations?" And I came in, I said thirty-three, and it's not close. Twenty minutes later, Martian comes in. He goes, "Oh, it's." Everyone's going to say Talbot, but it's Joseph. It's Joseph. So you're just trying to pull a fast one and tell me that jo- that Joseph's been a bigger disappointment and you're using Talbot to further your You know argument.
2: what? I'm going to be completely honest, Russ. I didn't even see that conversation. Uh, the Not one that ran- did I, I tweeted that out after seeing Joseph's you know that that scuffle around the uh, around the bench prior to that goal happening and and to me it just kind of triggered for me I was like that was almost the final straw because this year he's just been so terrible with like his goal scoring and everything so for me like you you know it's it's Matthew Joseph but Ross you think it's Talbot really he's had a few good wins for this team so far
0: yeah. I-
1: Go oh, go ahead, Ross.
0: No, I just want like what stands out more. And I almost tweeted out during the game I said, Where was the Cam Talbot that beat the Boston Bruins right after? Yeah. Where, well,
2: where? And are- that's not the only one either, right? He's had multiple wins that were like good wins for the team where he played great, but it's sure. maybe the injury troubles or what. Like, he, he can't, and, and Joseph has had injuries too, so you can't just blame it on that. But uh, well, I don't I, know. for I, me, I, like Talbot, like, I didn't even have high expectations for him because he's. He's kind of an older guy. I know he had 36 wins last year, and giving up Gustafson, that hurts. Yeah. Always. But, like, I don't know. I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't expect that much out of him. For me, I expected, like, 15 goals out of Matthew Joseph. He's got three. He had four <laughs> and 11 games last year. He's way underperforming. He's got four yeah. years left on an almost $3 million
0: deal. Well, three after this Especially one.
2: The, but- that's the worst contract on the team right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, Camp Talbot's got a sub 900 save percentage. He hasn't had. Yeah,
2: but that. it's a UFA, so who gives a crap?
0: Yeah, I guess so long term. But I'm talking about the reason of the send struggles this year. I'm pinning it more on on the game. Man, so I was going to talk about that that Boston game, and then three days later, remember he just passed the puck to the D- Detroit Red Wings guy for the game winner. Yeah, like, that's yeah, I, I,
2: he's, had he's had his right.
0: Yeah, he's had some absolute like his his lows are so bad. That it makes sure. me forget about the highs. And there have been some. He's had a few great games this season. There's no doubting that. Um, according to uh, Hockey Reference, again, I'm, they calculate this a little bit different. Or no, starts with a save percentage below 85%. Camp Talbot's had eight of them this season in 30 starts. That's that's tough. Every third, yeah. game, he's given up uh, 85%. So players are shooting over 15% on him every 10 games.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean but this is not a very goalie-friendly show topic right now. But like, I I do kind of agree. Like, I, I mean,
0: just give me I like can, nine ten. I can like, go either way. To top of the league, like nine ten would be beautiful. Eight ninety eight after tonight's game. Here's what I'll say: I, I, Maybe if I if I could redo that tweet yet again, I'm just
2: redoing all my tweets tonight. But <laughs> Matthew Matthew Joseph was the worst, disappointing, the most disappointing skater i'll say
1: oh leave the goalies out of it wait here here's how i'll frame it i think matthew joseph was the biggest disappointment just because like he's been kind of a non-factor and like you mentioned martian he just got that big contract the nick paul trade like and the bottom six has been a big reason why this team hasn't been able to succeed throughout the season like i mentioned earlier the top six guys They all have their numbies. Like they're all doing good. They're all producing. I can't, I'm not pinning too many wins and losses on the top six guys. Whereas the bottom six, Matthew Joseph was the highest paid guy there. He's supposed to be the driving force of the offense in the bottom six. And he's been arguably one of the worst guys. Like he just hasn't got it done. Yeah. But Watson's got three times as many goals as he did. (laughs) Yeah, for real. But Cam Talbot's disappointment factored into the results of this season much more than Joseph's did. I think that's that's the big difference is Camp Talbot being disappointing has ultimately led to, like Ross said, like those eight games, that's automatic losses, basically. I don't think you can check, but I don't think you won a oh, single one of those eight Philly games. Game.
0: The Philly game.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. So that that's the one uh, uh, difference there. Whereas uh, Joseph's disappointing season, it hasn't derailed the the season here. And you look at the fact that Talbot I think majority of people, Ross, maybe you could go back. I know we put a poll out of uh, voting who was going to get more games, Talbot or Forsberg. But if I have this right, I believe the, the streets and sends Twitter was kind of under the impression that Talbot was going to be the 1A guy, right? Like, is that fair to say? Like, I think most people thought he was being brought in to not be your prototypical number one starter, but he was going to get more starts than Forsberg. And he was a guy that was going to help be a veteran presence that leads this team to a a playoffs or at least a more uh, inspiring playoff push at the end here. And now with Forsberg out, he's been needed even more. And he's been...
2: And like I said earlier, he's had his own injury troubles right, yeah. as well. So like in a perfect world, yeah, for sure. You'd want, you know, Talbot or, or Talbot maybe to play 50 games and, and Forsberg to play 32. And and that's probably the perfect split for them. And it, and it would have been Sunshine and Daisies having those two guys in that every night consistently. But neither of them can stay healthy. And it just became a bit of a cluster F in the, in the back end there.
0: Well, it even continued into the uh, into the minors, and I, I made a graphic this morning. Not a big deal, but let's pull it up actually because I mentioned I do have a Central standout, By the way, we will get to, but uh, we got to get into this topic here. Uh, senators organization this year. Look at the fancy graphics. I'm getting good at this. Stay hot. Um, you got but, a real eye for it, buddy. It's getting good. You look at it, and and it's just it's wild. And I think on the right, it's a little bit uh, smaller, but the the entirety of it. The Senators in 76 games heading into tonight, so it obviously goes down. An 897 save percentage through six goalies this year, and two of them are above 935. Now, they've only played a total of three games, but those are the guys you need to be good, your number one prospect, and the two guys who are signed as nhl goalies to to be better than they have even in the minors an 890 save percentage in 63 games so i don't know i asked i said is it a system issue bad luck like what is it but this summer i think we need to figure out what what it is that's allowed this team to to surrender uh goals on such a high percentage of shots and and you'd say maybe everything regresses to the mean eventually just like you would when you talk about how Alex Debrincat hasn't scored at the rate that he has in years past, and, and others included in that as well, but uh, that needs to be a top of the priority list. Is I don't know if it's someone you bring in or what. But I'm so. getting a, I'm getting a sense here, Ross. Are you Are you alluding to it possibly being a coaching issue? It could be. I mean. I'm not saying that Philip Gustafson wasn't going to break out on a different team, but historically, the Minnesota Wilds goaltenders are always at the top, if not top 10, top 15 in save percentage. There has to be a reason beyond them having faster reflexes or better rebound control. There has to be something to it. And I think the Senators need to figure out kind of what those teams that consistently have high save percentage are doing beyond having an elite goalie.
1: Yeah, well, I think also there could be something in the sense that certain systems benefit certain goalies, right? And maybe that's something the sense need to look into. Like, I know Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick, they have a couple examples of, uh, and I'm blanking on what exactly they are, but certain goalies don't mind getting more shots as long as it's shots they can see. If you keep them out wide, let them shoot yeah, 35, like five. 40 shots a, a game. Yeah, but... Just don't let them get inside. Uh, Don't allow for screens and focus on that. And I'll focus on the shots. I'm not saying anything specifically, but I'm just saying maybe that's something where the goalies' play style and the the schemes of the defense core just aren't lining up and it's just not happening. Like, I don't know either, because it does seem crazy. It's not like... This franchise hasn't had good goalies in the system. Like there, we've had goalies that have been here and go on and uh, seem to have success. So it's not like that's the issue. Is the talent's not here? It's just apart from Anderson and a, and a couple of guys in sh- small sample sizes, it just doesn't seem to work out, or or it's tough to work out in Ottawa.
2: I, I find their systems do tend to collapse towards their own net when they're playing defense. I don't know the last few years. I feel like that's been like a method that they've done, and that causes a lot of issues for goalies, right? So I don't know if that's maybe a book on the, on the sends that other teams are looking at and saying like, you know, you get on, get them under pressure and they're going to all collapse and there's going to be all kinds of traffic. Your goalie's not going to be able to see anything and just shoot it and then shoot it low or, and there's a rebound city. It's, I don't know, boys, I, I really don't know what, what's going on there, but I mean,
0: it could easily just be a system thing, which is scary. That's might be the scariest answer. Cause then we're not going to spend all summer wondering and scouring the goalie market and saying how can they fix this maybe it's something we have to look internal a little bit uh steve mentioning it's a bit of a goalie graveyard i i think you look around the league at the success and we we had a game this year where Craig Anderson played in Ottawa and we had a game this year where Brian Elliott played in Ottawa and those guys were senators so many years ago it's it's like the Sens goalies are good it's just it's something in Ottawa that doesn't seem to be clicking for starters because Mike Condon had that unbelievable stretch in 2017 obviously the Hamburglar like Craig Anderson throughout the years like there's been great goaltending performances I would say it's the
2: opposite of a goalie graveyard it's like an it's like a goalie birthing yard. Like these guys are all going on and and having great careers. Whatever. A goalie incubator. How about that? It's a goalie incubator. Thank you, Pilsy. I got you. Yeah, no, like, I mean, these guys are all going on and having great careers post being a Senator. And that's gone back as far as like, I mean, we could go back 10 years and we can see plenty of guys, you know, you know, even in the Craig Anderson era, when we had Leonard and Bishop and these guys move on. Right. And they,
1: you know they have rings and they and they you know they've played, so. So w- what you're saying, Martian, is draft a goalie for the Sens, trade him, let another team develop him, and then you got to bring him back ASAP.
2: And Ross is saying right now he's like he's just hoping to himself that Joey Decor is not going to be one of these guys because we we know uh, you know Ross has been you know he was a big Joey Decord fan and we all uh, were. game. I mean, especially. With Gustafson doing what he's doing too, eh, Russ, like, I mean, we he's none of us it. saw that coming.
0: Hey, Dax is 2 0 1 this year in the National League, that'll do. And uh, yeah, yeah Gustafson's getting Vesna votes, so
1: yeah, it's insane, dude. <laughs> Jesus,
2: yeah. I mean, even Craig Anderson post being a center is getting wins still. <laughs> like, it's like, yep. <laughs> and Brian Elliott would Matt be Murray there. had 50 plus saves <laughs> against this team a week yeah. ago. I mean, we could go all night, I feel like oh. on that topic. that's crazy.
0: Yeah, tough one tonight. Tough giveaway from Tim Stutzla in overtime. Just a tough, tough, tough game overall. You know what? I'm gonna give some shine to uh, to Shane Pinto tonight. I thought it was one of his better games in a long time. Maybe the the counting stats don't show it as well, but uh, if you if you dig in, like when he was on the ice, the results were all positive. He had uh, Dylan Gambrell strapped to his wing, um, so I'm gonna give him a little bonus box for carrying him around. Goal
1: scoring, Dylan Gambrell. Sorry. Yes. Yes. I will. I will. And that explain. was
2: a great
0: play by Brandstrom as well.
2: Yeah. He turned. Will, that over. He turned that thing over and, and got it over
0: to him. So, but I mean, 13-40 at five on five, and uh, when he was on the ice, fifteen shot attempts for only five against. So you're looking at uh, a solid underlying game for Shane Pinto. Still want to see him next year take another step forward in the faceoff circle. Tonight was uh, not his night, 20% in the dot, but um, I, I just thought that line was probably the best, which uh, isn't a good sign long-term when your number one line in a night is uh, Pinto Gambrell and to brink it. You want that to be probably the top line with with Timmy. And Yeah, it was a tough game for that that top line. Obviously, Ridley Greg's just not 100%. I think it's kind of ridiculous that they're trotting him out here at the end of the year. Why not give this as a look for someone else? I, I just don't don't know what we're doing. What, you you yeah. see, in that sternum being an issue. I don't know. I mean, he's not wincing or anything, but it just kind of feels like he's not as explosive as he was in, in the first few games. He had a shot on goal. I thought his game against Toronto was probably a little bit better than this one. So it maybe, and even if it is, still thought he was know. all
1: right tonight. Yeah, I mean, we got, but I think maybe something? DJ's you... rained him in a little, Ross. I think maybe that we might have seen something like that happen, especially playing on that second line. Maybe he's got a little bit of. Uh, Kind of um, restrictions on him here.
2: Yeah, Ross, Ross is right though. Like, I, I mean, he's not playing his game. Like, his yeah. game is way more physical than it usually. Like, but that's a matter I think a lot too of just him being too small in the NHL right now. Like, he needs to beef up. Like, he needs to go on whatever the biggest nutrition diet that they have for weight gain. That they you know stay in Ottawa, stay with the trainers. And make that happen for yourself because otherwise it's, it's gonna be a tough sled if you're if you're hundred and eighty
0: pounds or whatever he might be, right? Like that's small.
1: Get some built bars going. He's built bars. deal at built.com.
0: I will tell everyone my Sense Central standout reasoning a little bit more because I feel like I'm getting some pushback on it. So I'll fight that fight and we're gonna wrap up a tough weekend. But I also want to touch on the Levy Mare line and conversation. If you're live in the postcast after each and every game. We're not going anywhere, but if you're listening in your car, we'll be back in two minutes. You're locked on Senators wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Sens lose 4-3 in overtime. And uh, not to go back to the Camp Talbot conversation, but uh, Mark Broussard, who is in the scrum there, obviously covers the Sens for uh, La Presse in uh, in Gatineau. And... This is about as close, and apologies to me if uh, my en français isn't as good. Want to read to me, I can translate, Ross? For sure. So, il y a un mauvais revirement sur le but gagnant, mais on a besoin d'une arrête et on ne l'a pas obtenu.
1: I got gagnant in there. Winner, gagnant. But other than that. Basically, what I'm getting from that statement is Cam Talbot simply wasn't good enough tonight. The boys gave the team a chance to win, and we didn't have any saves behind us.
0: Yeah, he was talking specifically about the game-winning goal. The the quote, okay, again, more or less, to: uh, It was a bad giveaway, but you need a save. And I think that's as close, yeah, if hey. not blunt, as uh, DJ Smith has gotten this year to, to straight-up blaming his goalies, like like we saw him do a couple times with Matt Murray.
2: Not just goalies. I mean, I, I mean any player. Like, he, he rarely will throw a guy under the bus, right? So, I mean, that, that pretty much tells you all you need to know about, I think, Cam Talbot's future as a senator and also just, like, how the boys feel after being demoralized kind of two games in a row with him in between the pipes, um, you know, not not being able to make key saves.
1: Yeah, it's... there. There's no scenario in my mind where Cam Talbot come, comes back. Like, it's just... It's... Run its course. It's a non. It's a non-starter conversation. You you have to look elsewhere. I look, and I'm not going to sit here and be like, I knew the Gus for Cam trade was terrible. Like we never should have done that. No, I think most people saw what the Sens were doing. Most people understood that Gus just wasn't going to work out here. Maybe he goes off and has a Vesna caliber season right after. Who knows? But it just wasn't going to work here, and that's fine. And if you would have told this Ottawa Senators team that's had random goalie tandems in rebuilding years, no stability, the goalie carousel is plugged in and it's on all night, it's constantly spinning, that finally we had two stable veteran goalies that could play a tandem 1A, 1B style, it it made sense. And I thought it was an okay move, but it didn't work. Plain, plain and simple, it did not work out. No, it did not. Um, Who do you want to see in goal on
0: Tuesday? We teased that earlier, Martian. I mean, give me Mads.
2: I'll take Mads Sogard. That'll, that'll work for me. Or oh, is he, is he going to be back?
1: He's not well, right now. So he's I, sick. Well, if he's sick, non-COVID I mean, COVID if illness, if he's I think still great. out. I,
2: I mean, give me Levy Marilano. Yeah, you there. cannot, I mean, cannot put Talbot, Talbot in. in. You
1: can't. You can't.
2: It's not Talbot. Anyone but Talbot. That'll be my answer. Talbot yeah. it,
0: it may as well be done for the year, as far as I'm concerned. Because now that they're like as close, to, you you brought him in for a push. Yeah, he, he pulled. He didn't push. <laughs> yeah. And now and now you've got this goalie who by all accounts was brilliant. Now do you see that highlight reel that that I chopped up from Bellville. Everything. I mean, oh, um 40 saves. Angus got back to me. Let's let's get that. Let's get the uh, let's get the official scouting por- report from uh, teammate Angus Crookshank. The guy does not have a pulse. He's just so calm in the net. Yeah, very awesome. technically sound. There's the the quote, exact word for word. Four. So
2: 40 saves is cra- like 40 I think it was 41 for the 40, shutout yeah, right
0: yeah.
2: but like and we know he was used to taking a lot of rubber when he was playing for Kingston too and he dealt with that the way he could but um he's been getting shutouts like crazy so far like the, a record like uh, right he's yeah I think he had seven this season I mean uh, eight eight <laughs> boy and now it's nine so yeah. he, he's <laughs> trucking along really nicely um, yeah, I mean, throw him in there. What's the worst that can happen? He can't be worse than Talbot was. He, he's not going to let him 4-11, and 11, you know?
1: B-Sense yeah. playoffs are yeah. dead too, Pilsy. Yeah, that's why I brought up uh, Steve. Thanks for the donation. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, he says, or do you load up B-Sense to get them to the playoffs? Yeah, They're... Playoffs? Like, that's where we're at. Playoffs? Like, no, that's any senators. Playoffs is just wild here. The election is over. No senators are getting voted in. It's not happening. Um, so at this point, it's just this is strictly for me and Martian, I'll snap it to you if you agree. This is now let's see what we have in in the cupboard here. Bring Igor up. Bring Roby Jarventi up. I don't want to see um, Austin Watson playing really much. No offense. I think he's popped off recently, but he I don't see him as being a part of this team's future. I don't want to see uh, Patrick Brown. I don't need to see Dylan Gambrell anymore. Let's see what we got from the kids at the NHL level in a small sample size here. So we can value what this team has because they're going to have to use some of these prospects still in the cupboard to acquire a goalie, in my mind, I don't think there's a free agent that makes sense out there, and just to clean things up here. Like, what, what what's your approach here for the rest of the season, Martian?
2: I think you're right. I I believe that's probably been the plan, probably in the last few weeks, right? When they realize it's going to be tough for them to make the playoffs unless they really, you know, run the table. And so far, they they just lost two in a row. So that I mean, they're as close to mathematically eliminated as they could possibly get why not get these guys in there? These guys haven't had NHL experience or games yet and, you know, see what they are, see what they look like at the NHL level. I bet you they might, you know, come in with a bit of a bang because usually guys do when they're getting their NHL debut. And they got something to play for, right? Exactly. Yeah, and there's only a few games left. Give the fans something to look at, reason to come back to the CTC. I know we have tickets. There's a lot of people who have tickets who would love to be able to see these guys perform in the NHL. Even Lassie, right, with the injuries they have on their back end, like – Chuck him in there for a couple more. Let's see what he's looking like these days, and you'd make your evaluations and you and you try to you know make the right decisions to maybe like shuffle like you said you know a couple of these guys possibly for for another player, um, if there's not a fit.
0: I kind of take it back now that you mention it because they do have a few home games left after they play at Carolina and at Florida. Give Talbot one of those games.
1: Just give him Carolina. You, Give him one more courtesy game. Yeah, I'm not saying shut him down for the season, but you cannot trot him out there next game. You Like that, I just – I can't – Would you be surprised them. if they did, though? I don't
2: know. I, I wouldn't mean, be. I, I wouldn't not, be that but, surprised. That it's so like, odd. you know, they've already gone through so many rookie goalies. I'm, I'm sure everybody's kind of – I mean – So what's one more? Their first get, game. I know they
0: always get wins, I guess, but – so Maybe I, that's the key. Maybe we have to start a new goalie for game <laughs> yeah. here. Let's just keep signing, guys. Brady's going to strap on Forsberg's pads again. Let's don't do let. It. Don't Where's Artemanisimov? Yeah. Don't let him get hot.
2: No, That's- but like I, I mean, I won't be surprised if we see Talbot even next game as well. Like what they play Tuesday and then Thursday and then Saturday, Talbot's probably going to play two or three of those.
0: No, we're, dude, we're going to have to email Pierre Dorian. We're not going to that game sitting Club Bell watching Cam Talbot in the crease in
1: front of me. I'm not.
2: It could happen.
1: No. Give me Levy. Give me Levy. You know,
0: Levy. Give me Matt.
2: The good news is that the Sens shoot in the end that will be in twice, so we'll only have the half camp Talbot in front of us for one period. right okay. nice. if
0: Levy nice. and plays and gets a shutout in that game Saturday, I'm buying his jersey before we leave the arena. Already right. sharp too. On the record. Oh, yeah. On the record. <laughs> Love it. Hey, I'll hang it right behind uh, where Pillsy's going to keep his t- Tyler Mott jersey.
2: did i ever tell you the story about my buddy who bought a logan brown jersey oh he goes i will buy the jersey of the next player who scores and logan brown in the ctc was the player who scored.
1: damn at least getting a brown jersey though like that's good bang for your buck because he could have rolled that into a connor brown he could have rolled that into a patty brown like there there's longevity in that yeah, yeah, a lot of browns. Oh, what
2: about Josh Brown? Why wouldn't you want a Josh Brown jersey? Phil? You could you
0: could do that one too.
1: I w- I thought about mentioning it, but I wanted to see if you would pick up on it. So good job, Martian on brand.
0: <laughs> Pamo writes in if we'd gotten into the playoffs this year, Ryan Reynolds' movie about the Sens wouldn't be as good. Can, can yeah,
1: true. Out? You need that failure year. Yeah, good call, Pamo. This is a minor setback for a major or Yeah, for a major comeback. Minor setback for a major comeback. That's a
2: really long-term thinking way of looking at this thing. I mean,
1: we got to look long-term. We can't look present or short-term Martian. It's too sad. Yeah.
0: I think it got sad to me today when I started thinking about how we're going to fill – like a new segment or whatever during the playoffs when we're still five days a week, we're not going anywhere by the way. Um, And I think one, and maybe people can give us thoughts, but this is what I was kind of scheming up today. I haven't even mentioned to you guys. It's not like I'm reinventing the wheel by any stretch, but exit meeting with each player. Like, like we're the coach and GM and we're, we're just, you know, hypothetically, what we would say in that situation, what they need to work on, a review of their season. You know, it would be really fun.
2: I got a little idea for you guys. If you guys do it the opposite, where one of you is the coach and GM, and the other one's the player, and you have to go devil's advocate for the whole for the whole segment. So, like, you pretend nice. to be Matthew Joseph Pelzi, and Ross gets to tell you why you suck.
0: You play me with Dylan Gambrell all season. <laughs>
2: yeah. You guys have you know opposite points, right? You look for the positives. You look for the negatives.
1: Yeah. That
0: would be we'll, fun. We'll, we'll try to help you guys out. We'll get oh, the fine tooth comb out because the question then becomes, where do we draw the line? Like, do we do an exit interview for a Levy Maryland, right? Like, where do we draw the line here?
1: Yeah, well, and and do we do accents for the players, Martian?
0: No accents. That would be no a,
1: accents. insane.
0: Okay. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> do, like, guys who've played more than 20 games.
1: Yeah, I think
0: the first week after the season, we'll do a pending free agent update a cap reset we need to do a cap reset of where the heck this team is tune We're- into that
1: one ross and i doing math for an episode oh boy we'll do the math before the show okay good call yeah maybe
0: we'll do a live show uh end of the year wrap up i think
1: uh i i had an idea i don't know how often we'll do it like how regularly scheduled but once a week once a month we do a live show like postcast style but it's just a hangout like We'll yeah. take live questions. How's everybody doing? How we feeling? What's going on? That could be oh. fun. I don't want the postcast to be done, even though uh, Listen, I, you- even on games like this, it's still nice to, to get it all out there. You guys did.
2: 300 days or something without hockey i'm, I'm sure yeah. you'll be able to fill a couple months
1: through the summer Fair, right? but that's when the Sens had 30 draft picks we could speculate on this yeah, time. a great point drafts <laughs> draft picks are for losers martian i don't know if you've heard what's hot in the streets but draft picks are big time loser talk yeah. so i don't know i
0: have heard that. I see something else i've been working on it's uh I'm it's
1: pretty- a graph it's a chart
0: no, it's a graphic. A, a oh. new graphic. Oh, graphic. We're going okay. to up our Instagram game. I actually think you guys are going to like it. You, you guys saw that uh, the Clevin one that I did, but it was like Times New Roman font. It was awful. I added a little bit. You know how like the Sens Gym, how they've got like the lines on, on the top, the design. Mm-hmm. Uh, isn't that sharper Wait for it? Yeah, but Ross,
2: I, I ha- yeah. hit me up after this. I'll okay. tell you some tips for getting some good fonts.
0: Oh, look at that—the red and right. black. Gosh. It
2: is, it is oh. cute. It's cute, but you can come up with something better
1: than that. That's too generic looking, you know. Oh. I, I have no input on graphic design, it's, so it's not bad
0: up. though, Ross. It's right. not bad though. Thanks, hey, I'm better, getting better each and every day. So we need here. I, I think I got something that you'll appreciate. That we can we can talk about later. Okay. Sounds like a business meeting for Club Bell.
2: Yes. Yes. Let's talk about a Club Bell while we eat prime rib during warm up.
0: <laughs> you know what, uh, Devin <laughs> told me. By the way, shout out Devin, the um, the sends ticket account ma- manager for us. Um, awesome guy. He said anything we can like make sure of for you guys. I said make sure you're stocked on GPA curls. Thanks. <laughs> I'm gonna. Tell- hey, we need a shawarma palace at the next barn. Yes. as soon as possible. Oh, Absolutely, I, I
2: think yeah, that's just only natural, right? Like make it as Ottawa as possible, and and Schwarm is a staple of this city. Let's be real. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely, prime rim sounds
0: good. Um, all right. So, uh, what's what's next for the Ottawa Senators? We'll find out tomorrow. The Sens skate, I believe, eleven thirty in Carolina. I'm just pulling up to double check right now. Uh All the Nodak Sens were pretty good tonight, though. I will say, I thought JVD had a strong performance. On the back end, Shane Pinto is my Sen Central standout. Tyler Clevin and Jake Sanderson taking that puck in the face. Uh, tough, tough uh, move for him, but tough kid, too, coming back and getting uh, getting out there. Martian, no chance he misses that game against Carolina.
2: No, I mean, if you already returned to this one, I, I would highly doubt that he will miss the next one. But, man, I couldn't believe he came back because I, I thought he was definitely going to be spitting checklets. Like, he was losing jibs for sure, you know, during that play. But, Maybe not. Maybe it was just like a, a molar or something popped out. It might have hit him in the jaw and just kind of hurt. Um, I don't know if he needs stitches or what, but he didn't look comfortable at the face mm-hmm. off. They did show a close up of his face and he kinda had his mouth kind of yeah. gaping open a little bit because he was just didn't seem comfortable. But um, yeah, obviously very tough guy. Uh, you take a puck in the face, like a hard you know, it's a it's a full blown NHL shot hitting you in the face point blank. So I can't feel good. Um, but he but he returned.
0: Nothing felt good tonight except our friends John Abbott and Jamie McLennan getting a little superstar discourse in there. And some people were tagging us saying like, oh, they almost gave you a shout-out. I prefer what they did. Acknowledge it without being like, yeah, the guys that locked on senators, that's nice and all. But real ones know exactly what they were talking about, and I like ke- keeping it in-house like that. That's good stuff. Yeah. So,
2: yeah, and John's been really good about that all season. And, and it reminds me of Alex Heinert and, and, yeah. and, uh, can't remember the Sorry, I'm blanking hey, Grant, on the, Come on. Grant, yeah, I should have known that. Sorry. No, we're uh, still
0: going to Nodak, by the way, one day.
2: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, I, uh, the Ralph is apparently one of the best. Well, you've, you've been there, Ross. So, you know, it's, it's one of the best college experiences when it comes to hockey you can have. So,
0: it's way better barn than, uh, it's double the capacity of Mullet Arena. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah,
2: insane. and it's like this crazy, like they have marble floors in there. It's like unlike any hockey arena you've ever been in.
0: Cheap so. drinks, beer too. Beers are like seven dollars for uh, for a 500 mil. <laughs> yeah, you know, I love that. Yeah. What's the U.S. measurement? Doesn't matter.
2: Yeah, you're speaking <laughs> my language right there, but that, that's that's great, right? So we'll get down there, and and North Dakota, you know, the Nodexan era is over for now. But I, I feel like it'll be back, and and yeah. doesn't mean we don't have a soft spot for them. And like when it comes to college hockey, for me, North Dakota is my team now. I, I got four of those Hell alumni yeah. boys on my team, and I think vice versa too. Right? You might see a lot of like people from the Fargo area or that kind of like neck of the woods.
0: All city in North Dakota. How many can you do? Pardon? How many cities in North Dakota do you think you name? One Fargo, and that's it. Si- Sioux Falls. Oh, oh, yeah. Or. Neither are where they play.
2: So yeah.
0: up, we <laughs> got at least three between us.
2: Uh, Grand Forks. Grand Forks. Yeah, because Bochensky's the, 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 the mayor. mayor. Yep. Yeah. Brandon Bochensky, the mayor. And that uh, was yeah.
0: North Dakota. Oh. Mount is in South Dakota. True.
2: I thought I had another one because I watched the TV show Fargo, and they have towns in that show. You can, you can kind
0: of. Speaking of the Dakotas. Let's do a Mount Rushmore of disappointments this year now that we're an hour in. This is where we can get real off the rails.
2: This is like postcast after dark, after dark topic.
0: Wait. Yeah. Postcast after dark? Did we have a little jingle? Oh, yeah. That is good, but it's aggressive. That, that yeah. hurts my ears. It's <laughs> better. That's
2: better. All right. Sorry, everyone. The music coming in was a little soft, too, Ross. I think you really I, I got a
0: note saying it was a little heavy last time, so I think I overcompensated. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. You can find the middle ground. Yeah, it's all good. We'll figure it out. We got five games left. <laughs> just like <laughs> trying to figure it out. Um, ah, damn! It's I was really late. hopeful that they could hold on until next Saturday.
1: I, I was hopeful they like they were just going to win this game and keep keep that dream alive, but it's dead dead damn
0: and it seems like i killed everyone sorry guys
1: Yeah.
0: No. Nice, nice and quiet for everyone
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's um, pretty, i that's don't really, really
0: like that sorry guys <laughs> really really apologize here let's end off with a nice little note here sends fan in van i haven't read it yet imagine it's just like you guys suck you're awful um, <laughs> Late to watch. No, we always appreciate you,
2: Hey, If you're going to super chat it, you
1: you can say whatever you want. We'll yeah. still put it up. If we'll, you want,
2: you can, you can hammer us as hard as you can.
1: And yeah, it's like Ron Burgundy in the prompter. If you put a super <laughs> chat, we will read it.
0: Oh, 100%. Sorry, sorry. I'm upsetting everyone in the chat. I got to stop with that noise. Take it
1: right off the board. Oh, okay. yeah. You've got Ali Des upset. We can't have that.
2: Yeah. Uh, no, Word of the, the day?
0: Stop.
1: Everyone loves this one. Yeah.
0: That's nice. That's a little nicer. Okay, good vibes. And we are going to get to the Mount Rushmore of disappointment because I know Graham is a sicko and he wants all of that conversation. Mm. Uh, fan and Van, uh, what do we think about the Ottawa against the world marketing plan that Ryan Reynolds is rumored to be pitching? I like it in theory, but I, I have to admit it's going to be a little bit hypocritical because those Toronto, uh, Toronto versus everyone shirts, I always thought people were the biggest losers ever who wore those.
2: Yeah, but you see where the they're coming from with it, with you know them being the most obnoxious, annoying fans, and everybody hating them, and and that's why it was Toronto versus everybody, right? It's like the, it, it's easy to hate them, and especially with you know the Canada versus the U.S. thing, like even everybody in the states hates the Leafs, everybody in Canada hates the Leafs. They're very easy to hate, so I, I get that. Um, was the Toronto versus everybody shirt a Leafs thing or a Raptors thing? I can't remember. I know we, the North was another one, right? Where it's a kind of a similar idea. It was, to It
1: It might've even been Jays. Oh, I think, yeah. I don't even think it was a team.
2: Yeah. I mean, so no, just a, I get it, but that's not going to be our motto. You know, that's not going to be, it's not going to be Ottawa versus everyone. It's going to be more, you know, nobody knows about Ottawa. Nobody understands Ottawa. We are something different. And I, I think the community here is very strong and the people are great. And so for it to be, you know, the the idea of it, not necessarily the slogan itself being Ottawa versus everybody, to me it does make sense because we're so small market, you know, and, and people don't give us that respect and he's going to allow us to earn that respect or to get that respect. And that's the kind of thing that gets me so fired up to be a Sens fan right now because if we get this guy and he ends up being part of this leadership group and by all means it sounds like he's going to, very much be part of it no matter what um <laughs> guys get ready for this thing to become a rocket ship yeah it's gonna be so good for you like i mean for this podcast it's it's gonna be ridiculously good i guarantee you that especially once you start getting the international play and like people who are just fans of ryan reynolds would be like what is this hockey team that he's part of yeah. or people who follow him as a businessman being like okay this hockey team well i'm maybe not a hockey guy but like let's follow this thing to see how it's going I'm telling you, the growth is gonna be phenomenal. And we're talking about sender stocks, like <laughs> buy, 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 buy. If you're not a Sense fan yet, and you you know you're you're looking for a hockey team, this is the best one to choose. I'm telling you right now, it's gonna be a freaking awesome ride. We got a sick team, young, up and coming, and gonna be probably one of the best ownership groups ever formed in the NHL. So let's let's ride. Yep. M- martian I, yeah, I, I
0: needed martian to be
1: have his close-up for that one <laughs> I was monologuing baby yeah you hit it late on the monologue there but martian that's exactly it i've i've brainwashed my niece and nephew to be sends fans my nephew shout out aiden it's his sixth birthday today and he wanted a full sends themed party and uh they were gonna put number six on his cake like obviously six years old and he's like no i want seven that's the captain i was like yes that's good. So they're like posting pictures of his cake seven, and everyone's like, "I thought he was six. And it's like, "Yeah, but he he's likes your free. favorite
2: uncle, Uncle Brandon."
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yep.
0: Uncle Pillsy said I could have seven pieces of cake because <laughs> Uncle Pillsy. Hey,
1: yeah.
0: Spin Zone, tell Aiden he's in his seventh year now.
1: Oh, true. Okay, good Spin Zone. Yeah, that's usually how people frame their birthdays. <laughs>
0: You have any uh you have any spins on a four three overtime loss to the Columbus Blue Jackets? Yikes.
1: No, it sucks. This sucked. I'm so frustrated by this loss. Mufasa is off the cliff. Season's over. NHL
2: overtime is just a shit show, right? Because you, you I mean, the Sens could have maintained possession there, and I guarantee you know, I'm I'm pretty sure their chances of, of winning that game would have would have been pretty good, yeah, you know. But they just
0: make—I
2: mean, they make one mistake and it costs you. So, the way she goes.
0: All right, Martian. Instead of final thoughts from you, I'm making you do a Mount Rushmore of most disappointing senators this year. Have
1: fun. Yeah, Ross, let's save ours for for an episode. But I want to hear oh, Martian.
2: This is tough. Like, so yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. We got Matthew Joseph. We got uh, Cam Talbot. Um. Who else has been really disappointing to me? I don't know. Like I actually feel like a guy like Gambrell has exceeded expectations so I can't really put him on it. Castellick I think has been good. I would I would consider like other guys in bottom 6 roles. Even even Watson like had his moments this year even though he can only score against Detroit. I'm not going to put any of those guys on it. I would put Drake Batherson on it. I feel like his defensive play is probably one of the reasons why I would even though you know he's had moments where he's been basically a point per game player. Um, but you can only score on the power play so I, I'm gonna put Drake Batherson on it and I refuse to put debrinkit on it because I think it's just a bit of a like a, I would say like a although it's a rush more of disappointment so you know what I'm gonna put him on it too yeah, well, uh, you know he's probably off the pace as far as Joseph is Joseph I, I expected probably between like 12 and 15 goals and he's got three and and you know debrinkit I expected close to 40 and he's got 26. So, I, I, those are my four guys. I'm I'm just off the top of my head, without thinking too hard about it.
0: Yeah, I got nothing. To add pills to you?
1: Uh nope. Yeah, we'll we'll do our Mount Rushmore in an episode, but uh, yeah, I, I don't. It, it's tough because it's it's so like right now we're dealing with the knife going into our heart, whereas we knew that like this wasn't going to be an overall smashing success of the season we knew there was going to be growing pains but i agree with a lot of people in the chat overall this was the step the ottawa senators needed to take right like i think this was the necessary step playing meaningful games in march today yesterday i would say were meaningful games in april so this team is where they need to be but again when you have like 20 million dollars wrapped up in injuries at the end of the year when you're making your final push like what can you do
0: yeah, it's super frustrating, but then you can also look at it from the fact that last season, the Ottawa Senators finished fourth last in the Eastern Conference with 73 points in 82 games. They're already at 80 points. It, it sucks to say, right? It just feels like an excuse, but it is a step forward, right? Yeah. They're already at, uh, at a huge improvement with still five games remaining. And uh, again, I think you turn your attention to the Buffalo Sabres and you need to be ahead of them to feel good going into the offseason. It's going to be tough. I know they have one game left head-to-head to head that last game of the year, but right now Buffalo has two games in hand and they're a point ahead. So I think that's something that you look at for consolation prizes at this point. Timmy's kind of gone cold the last couple of games from a scoring standpoint. We thought Forty was just locked and loaded. He's going to have a little bit of uh, of a push here to get it. We know Claude Giroux is five points away from 1,000. These are still great storylines coming up. I would be honored to be in the building when Claude Giroux gets that thousandth point. So if he can get a couple this week, we hey, could- if
2: he get, yeah, Ross, if he gets three, you know, three points this week, you know, Tuesday, Thursday, you know, one multi-point game, one single-point game, it could happen while we're in the building there. Oh,
0: that'd be sick. I'd be all in on that. That could be a fun one.
2: Yeah, and that would lead to a obviously a, a great postcast as well.
0: Yeah, from from bottom floor of the league to meaningful games in April is a great way to look at yeah. it. It was, it was, it was wild.
2: It's true. It is. It's April. Yep.
0: It's so. just a disappointing fashion when the losses you can literally just name them off. The points they would have needed and how close they were or how far they were in games where it shouldn't have been. Pillsy started bringing it up again, but five nothing in Chicago. Tough.
1: Yeah, I'll never forget that game. Oh boy. The growth
2: is gonna be so easy for them. Like when you look at what they've given up this year just by their own mistakes and sheer like just sheer underperforming, like in certain games that they need to win, they're gonna take those that's that's gonna be their big takeaway from this year is like you gotta win the games you're meant to win. And I think they're I think they're primed for next season.
0: Yeah, and I mean, even the game against Chicago that we were in the 300s with everyone uh, for the Chris Neal retirement game, like that was that was kind of a, a perfect sum up of the season. Some really cool moments, but at the end of the day, you fall just short. Even though you get a point, you can feel kind of somewhat good when you just look at the box score. But they were up five minutes left in the game. Brady had just done the Chris Neal selly after a goal that we had hypothesized about. Then yeah. he absolutely truck-sticked Jason Dickinson, Everything was coming up for a great night and they just kind of collapsed the The goal into their own net where Talbot gives it right to the Detroit Red Wings player in late December. There's just so many moments where you're like, if that one thing didn't happen, where would we be next year? They'll have 82 games to prove it and they'll have another year of experience under the belts of like Brady Kachuk to me is entering his prime as of next year. As a 24, 25-year-old coming into camp, Agreed. like yeah. it's showtime now. It's, it's uh, showtime. Tim uh,
2: I, I agree he's starting to enter his prime, but like, look at a guy like McDavid, who I would say this year he's just started the first year of his actual prime. And he's a few year, years older than Brady. So I don't think you can you know, pinpoint it like that. being that young. I think it's still a little bit more like 25, 26, 27. It's kind of those years where that's where guys really break out. but. He is maturing pretty quickly on us here. And, and I mean, look at Timmy. Uh, next year, he's going to be a freak. Guaranteed. If he goes back and has the same kind of training that he'd had this another year. Another
1: off-season in Greece, Martian. Another year of
2: bulking up and growing and becoming a stronger man. Like, oh, man, he's going to be sick. And people, you know, still call him a like, – that diving thing is completely out the window for me. It's just he's playing hard and he's battling and he's going, he's going down with his play. Like, if he's going to – if he's gonna fight for a puck, he's gonna fight for it until he falls over, kind of thing. So um, he's gonna, he, he's just gonna keep getting better and better too. So this whole team and Pinto is another guy who's like, he's got a great frame to grow, um, and he's still very young. So, yep, look out for him as well.
0: Yeah, we will be. We'll be here all summer too, guys. I know everyone who's in the postcast probably follows the show on social media at Send Central Locked On Dot Senators on Instagram. Always love chalking it up. We vibe or we vent on the postcast, and that's the beauty of it. It's immediate reaction following the game when uh, we don't even have time to kind of rationalize our own thoughts. It's shoot at the hip and think about it later, and we appreciate everybody for being so warm to the idea and allowing us to be able to have great sponsors like the Glebe Central Pub Farm to Fork, Shawarma Palace, and all the great Locked On Podcast Network uh, sponsors as well. So absolutely love that, and and it's just going to be bigger and better next season. There's no doubt about that.
2: I have a hilarious little tip here that came from our friend Kevin Himena, and he he just let us know that Curtis Joseph was confirmed to be the e-bug tonight in the Leafs game after Matt, oh Murray. Wow. Yeah,
0: Matt,
2: Matt Murray was hurt. So um there's a sense connection there. So,
0: wow. That tweet has since been deleted. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I size. Fake news. Size.
2: Fake news then. Sorry. Yeah. That leaves talk out of here.
0: Well, yeah,
2: Kevin, Kevin threw it out there for us. So I don't know. I'm saying discord. <laughs> I don't
0: know much about discord. Maybe we'll have to get into that. I'm not sure, but we'll, uh, yeah, we'll get into it this summer. We love the community just as much. We appreciate absolutely everyone who follows Locked On Senators. And um, yeah, we can't wait to see everyone on on Saturday. Say hi if you see us all at the rink. But we got postcasts this week. We got shows this week. We're going to discuss who's going to come on. Let us know if you have any uh, requests of people who you want to hear on Locked On Senators. Let us know in the comments on YouTube. Or make sure you put in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. But for today, we say goodbye. It's a 4-3 Senators loss in overtime. To the tide for last place coming into today, Columbus Blue Jackets. For Brandon Pillar and Atla Lind Martian, I'm Ross Levitan and this has been the Postcast following a disappointing result, but at least we have the Postcast. The Postcast is brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub. Go check them out at 779 Bank Street and make sure you let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. We're a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day.